This is Shlomo Swidler, CEO of Orchestratus, on Wednesday, May 1st, 2014. Hello, welcome to the next episode of the OpenStack Israel podcast. This is Shlomo Swidler, your host, CEO of Orchestratus. On today's episode, I speak with Yaron Chaviv, Vice President of Data Center and Storage Solutions at Mellanox Technologies here in Israel. Hi, Yaron. Welcome to the show. Hi. How are you? I'm very good. Can you tell us a little bit about what you're responsible for within Mellanox? So uh, within Mellanox, we have the Data Center Group, and we develop solutions for uh, storage, cloud, uh, OpenStack, OpenFlow. And, uh, and databases basically allowing those applications to run better on top of Mellanox infrastructure. So in the context of OpenStack, we develop plugins for Neutron, Nova, and Cinder, which allow you to run much faster uh, storage and networking communication, where most of the heavy lifting is done in hardware. Uh, we also have other efforts in the area of uh, big data and database, and how to basically accelerate those. Uh, we have efforts in uh, storage to enable new technologies of uh, object storage, block, and file. Uh, one very well-known solution is uh, Ceph, and we have uh, RDMA support and acceleration for Ceph that is being developed uh, in those days. So that's in general. And that mm. includes also a lot of work uh, with customers and end users uh, that deploy clouds and storage solutions. You oversee internal teams as well as interface with external customers. Yeah, so it uh, both uh, work together because we go to uh, big customers and partners. Uh, we understand their requirements, and we're trying to make their life easier by doing the integration that otherwise they would have to do uh, between their solutions and their requirements and our uh, hardware components and drivers. You're in a very good position to know what kind of difficulties customers at large uh, are experiencing with OpenStack. What can you share with us about that? First, uh, OpenStack is still not VMware. You know, uh, we have VMware customer. They go, they install, it runs. They have nice GUI. Everything is pretty robust. We, in the OpenStack, the first uh, aspect that needs to be addressed is sort of the robustness, the ease of use. Uh, it still takes a lot of time to uh, install and get predictable results. You know, all those configuration files. And there are a bunch of automation tools that are being introduced. You know, Mirantis have a solution called Fuel, and uh, Reddit is pushing the Reddit uh, OpenStack. Um, but still, it, it takes uh, quite a bit of time to create a full working solution and, and also manage it and understand exactly how um, it operates. You know, a lot of tuning and best practices that needs to be uh, uh, learned on the fly. Standing up and installing OpenStack is still very difficult. Uh, if you really want, you know, go beyond the POC and build a, a real production cloud with security aspects and high performance storage and all those things, not just uh, sort of do-it-yourself uh, POC, uh, it is challenging. You know, even in the area of uh, storage, you go, you deploy uh, things like Ceph, and the performance you get is very poor. And then you have to sort of go and understand. Uh, which SSDs to use for the metadata and how to use the spindles and what's the sort of the best practice of how to deploy it, you know. And this goes uh, on and on for other components. You want to do high availability configuration, 
So what's the best practice for high availability? It's not package. You have to sort of figure by your by yourself uh, what's the best way to do it. You know, use uh, uh, Linux high availability. Uh, uh, all those I forgot the names of all the acronyms of of those uh, availability packages. But there are a lot of uh, independent packages that have to be integrated together in order to form the full solution. Hmm. We've heard similar comments from other guests on the podcast as well. In your use of uh, OpenStack internally, have you developed any kind of best practices or, or common solutions? Yeah, so one uh, very big initiative, a very strategic initiative for Mellanox is something we call CloudX, uh, where we sort of figure out how to uh, try and make it simpler on both the hardware aspects and the software aspects. So first, we're coming with sort of a reference architecture that we know is going to perform and provide predictable results with the right balance of enough uh, disks and network resources and computation, and still is very cost effective. So typically, we see a lot more uh, bottlenecks around the data and the storage, so we're trying to put uh, more balance on that front. Uh, on the software side, we're trying to integrate all the different components and provide scripts uh, that work together with uh, either uh, Puppet or some uh, and other uh, partner tools like Reddit or Mirantis or Ubuntu. And so basically you can go and bring up the, the entire solution quickly and also get predictable results, which is not, not less important. And uh, we also use it, one of the reasons we've developed it is because we have internal clouds uh, for uh, IT use, you know, for internal IT application as well as for uh, customers. And also, we have development clouds that where where we use to test all the plugins and the Cinder and Neutron uh, aspects. So we have to go and create OpenStack deployments, and we have, uh, if you include uh, development labs and all that, we may have uh, more than a dozen setups of OpenStack. If you look at more production uh, setups, we have about three production clusters. So we have to be able to go and have uh, tools that automate that. Especially if we go, we create a new version, we have to basically tear everything down and go and build everything from scratch. Uh, and what we've done is basically now we open the, all those tools to uh, partners and customers, and they could use it in its entirety or just uh, go in and copy uh, things that we've done on a specific aspect that you're missing. Hmm. A dozen OpenStack clouds internally. That's... Yes, that includes development clouds. How many people do you have who commit to uh, OpenStack code and uh, are involved in the OpenStack community at large? In general, in the company, we have about 20 people working on OpenStack, uh, specifically uh, on directly touching the community. We have about uh, four people uh, mm -hmm. where they work on code that belongs to OpenStack. And if we include uh, also things like Puppet Manifest and, and those things, we have more than more than uh, for the touch open source uh, code. And uh, some of the work of the team is not just uh, dealing with Mellanox stuff, because, for example, if we want to enable, um, you know, to move the virtual switch into hardware, and that model is still not enabled by OpenStack, the first thing we have to do is basically uh, create a new model in OpenStack for pushing network functionality into the hardware, which is a vendor-independent mechanism. So only after we sort of open the, the pipe uh, to such new functionality and create the blueprint, the relevant blueprints and agree with partners such as Intel and Cisco on the, on the right path, 
And only then we can basically go and do the, let's call it the melanoma specific implementation, uh, which is done by uh, uh, other teams or in, in concert with other teams. Yaron, you mentioned that there are uh, several different ways that um, Mellanox helps customers with, with their data centers. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about that so we understand the context for what Mellanox does? Yeah, so uh, we have uh, many different customers touching uh, or touching uh, OpenStack, uh, different size. We have sort of uh, mega customers, you know, deploying tens of thousands of servers, and we have uh, POCs with like uh, four nodes in a cluster. So, um, in in the especially in the big uh, customer uh, space, what we do, we mainly enable the hardware and uh, sort of the drivers and the enabling pieces to show them how they could basically get better performance to storage, to network, how to simplify their deployment. Uh, in some smaller accounts, we, we also even have professional services that go and sit with the customer and show him how to deploy OpenStack, regardless of the Mellanox stuff, and help him with the sizing, with the, what's the right configuration, etc. So it ranges from just being sort of an enabler in order to make sure they buy our, our uh, you know, products uh, to being sort of a full integrator. We had uh, uh, a big um, deal at uh, in Australia, for example, where we the customer insisted that we basically do a turnkey solution. We basically take the entire ownership of everything. So we had to work with different partners to bring additional components, and we've we've basically were the integrator for the entire solution. Why is OpenStack important to Mellanox? So uh, I think if I'm looking at uh, the future. Uh, the two main growth areas are one is related to data, you know, big data and um, all those areas, analytics, Hadoop, etc. And the second is uh, cloud. Basically, everything is going to run on cloud, whether it's, uh, you know, Hadoop clusters, whether it's uh, virtual desktops or, or any other types of uh, workload, uh, will eventually run on virtualized infrastructure, and virtualized infrastructure requires orchestration, and OpenStack is sort of the key uh, and the leading uh, framework for that. And so we, we believe that if we tie ourselves into the OpenStack layers in the cleanest way, and that will, will help our business. And also we, we find ourselves producing a lot of uh, nice functionality in the different products that eventually customers don't know how to use. And by integrating the adapter and the, the switch and all the rest of the products into OpenStack and uh, basically enabling those uh, capabilities of the hardware all the way up to the application layer, you can provide more value as well as generate much be better differentiation and competitive advantage over your competition. So, you know, I'll give you an example. In, in our adapters, we have overlay network offload engines, okay? Uh, there's no same customer that will just go and use it because you have to, in order to run things like VXLAN, you have to have like a network controller, you have to have uh, you know, integration with the uh, open vSwitch and all those things. If we want to step up and do all those integrations, it will be yet another nice uh, silicon feature. So what we do is basically enable all the layers. We go to the Linux community, to the kernel, we enable the offloading functionality. We go to uh, open vSwitch. We enable, um, you know, uh, configuration of sort of hardware offload. And we go to and um, OpenStack and Neutron and Modular Layer 2 architecture. And we integrate with their sort of VXLAN 
or what they call L2 propagation model. And eventually we go and see that it all works. We test it in a complete scenario and show the benefit, which is about five times better performance, lower CPU overhead. And this really allows customers to take advantage of features that otherwise would be yet another features on your data sheet. But right now it really brings value. It's much faster and it takes away a lot of your CPU over overhead and latency on the network side. Hmm. Yeah, same, so same for storage and, and other things. You know, if we have RDMA in our adapters, which is a way to deliver, you know, move bytes very, very fast over the network. Uh, if we just keep it as that, when we go to customers and say, please use it, you know, they're always busy. Yeah? But if we take this and we tie this into Ceph, for example, which is really uh, gaining on uh, popularity, and we show that we can now deliver the uh, same amount of uh, traffic with 5% of the CPU over overhead or deliver 10 times more transactions per second, it really brings value. And again, it moves from sort of another check item in the data sheet to something that really serves customers. How did you decide that OpenStack was ready for Mellanox <coughs> to pay serious attention to? First, we were involved in um, OpenStack from its inception. Initially, we didn't have 20 guys. We had only uh, one or two guys sort of scouting around. How did you hear about it, and why did it merit getting people assigned to it? So we were always involved in virtualization. We have teams working on VMware. We worked on KVM for a while. And we worked with Eucalyptus and all those frameworks. But the key challenge was that there was sort of no winner. You had like 20 different uh, cloud stacks, you know, Eucalyptus mm -hmm. and OpenStack and uh, CloudStack and all those uh, acronyms. And we couldn't have invested in any in, in all of them. We sort of initially picked a few of them. and. But, you know, like Eucalyptus, uh, a VMware uh, Cloud Director. And, uh, but I think then we started seeing from customers that uh, OpenStack is gaining sort of a leadership position. And uh, we're, we saw more and more customers talking about it, asking us uh, what about support and deploying it. And, and then we sort of uh, started putting more uh, resources. You know, with that came more business that is directly related to OpenStack, and there we added more uh, resources. Yaron, do you plan to be at the upcoming OpenStack Israel event on June 2nd? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, I also submitted an abstract, as you know, and hope uh, to present there as well. What do you hope to share with the audience there? <laughs> Uh, I think working with the customers, uh, we learn a lot of things about what is the best way to deploy, you know, whether it uh, relates to hardware configurations or uh, right balance of resources and sort of best practices. And, and also a uh, second thing we're doing is a lot of advanced development for OpenStack. I mentioned uh, improving the network virtualization layers, improving the storage. So the two things that um, I'll be sharing with the audience is first uh, from uh, our experience with end users, what is the, the best practice? How would I go and attack a problem? And let's assume I need to build a, a rack. Uh, what would be the best approach to address that and still minimize the overall cost? And not just it relates to uh, Melanx gear, but in general, how do I uh, they choose the right storage? How do I choose the right servers? And then also, uh, how do I manage it? And and also, what are the new things that we're planning to um, eventually improve OpenStack even further? What are those things we work with the community in the areas of storage and, uh, and networking? 
What advice do you have for someone who's just starting out thinking about looking at OpenStax, perhaps standing up a proof of concept cloud inside his organization? What advice would you give to someone just starting out? Uh, so first, I think someone just starting out needs sort of a, a mentor to work with someone that have done that. It's a uh, it's very difficult task to just go and, uh, and try and do it uh, yourself. And uh, if you are uh, serious about it, you need to rethink the way that you're building your infrastructure. Uh, I know many people would go to their traditional Cisco, EMC gear, uh, high-end servers, etc. But then you would end up with the same sort of TCO model uh, like you have today. I think the the notion of uh, cloud and the fact that you have a lot of components that each one could break and still uh, the system would function would allow you to build things differently and eventually lower the cost you know, OpenStack also bundles a lot of functionality that sort of allows you to, to go and uh, go for lower cost components or more primitive elements as part of your solution to eventually lower your TCO. So you would advise people to think about data centers differently than they have already in the past? Yes, because look at, you know, the guys in uh, Amazon and Google and Facebook, etc. They're not building traditional data centers with storage area networks and all those things. They're building uh, first uh, totally different hardware structures. You know, if you look at Facebook open compute platforms or some of the other initiatives in this space, they have sort of a combination of storage and compute in different ways uh, using a lot of a lot more commoditized solution for for this. And they, they also uh, have a lot of DevOps-oriented people to uh, customize it to their exact needs. Well, Yaron, thank you for joining me on the podcast. Uh, I look forward to seeing you at the OpenStack Israel event on June 2nd. And uh, again, thank you. Welcome.